Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show. KTAR News, 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Hey there, it's Matt Salmon in for Mike Broomhead. And I mentioned earlier that uh, Mike and I, when it comes to political philosophies and, and policies, are pretty copacetic. And uh, one of those issues is the issue of, of being pro-life. Um, my whole life, I've, I've been unabashedly pro-life. I believe in the sanctity of life. I believe that the preamble, uh, which uh, talks about uh, the whole reason for our nation being is to protect life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And life is foremost among all of them. And if, I mean, in my view, if you don't stand for life, you really don't stand for anything. And being the father of four children and, and uh, the grandfather of nine children, I've, uh, I've been there when those children, the four children of mine were delivered. Uh, I was there uh, to see the ultrasound at the early stages of their of their uh, gestation, um, and I v- feel very very strongly and passionately about that issue. But like Kathy Herod from the Center for Arizona Policy, who's an unabashed uh, uh, right to life warrior, I agree that that we shouldn't criminalize the women. Uh, and and uh, there's a, a a lot of robust dialogue that goes on on this issue and has for decades. And as you all know, the Supreme Court uh, last year reversed Roe versus Wade and put the power back to the states again, which is personally where I believe it belonged all along. But uh, tomorrow there's going to be uh, an annual event, which I've participated in many years together. I'll be hosting from Reich Broomhead today, so I'll be here uh, when they start. But it. It is the Arizona March for Life, and it is tomorrow, February 23rd at 11 o'clock a.m. at Wesley Bolin Plaza at the Arizona Capitol. And uh, today I have with me a guest who I've listened to speak before. She's passionate about this issue. She is a warrior. Uh, she's somebody that believes strongly, strongly, strongly in the sanctity of life. And her name is Lori Gray. And Lori, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored to be here. Well, I'm thrilled to have you here, too. Um, Okay, it is now. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much. So, Lori, you haven't always been pro-life. No. Um, Growing up, I grew up in Detroit, Michigan, and... um, in the inner city of the of Detroit, of course, we were trained that Planned Parenthood and Margaret Sanger started in the 40s, training our communities to kill our babies, basically. You're, when you say our communities, and you're obviously African-American. Yes, I am a black woman. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> and um, in high school, we, and even back then in the 80s, I'm... 57 now, so that was a while ago. Still but, a youngster. Well, thank you, sir. <laughs> um, back in the 80s, Planned Parenthood was actually in some of the Detroit public schools counseling people. So at 17, I was pregnant, and they referred me to a clinic in my in my hood, in my neighborhood. Gave them a call. They let me know, bring my $275. They take care of me. And so I went there, and... The most violent 30 minutes of my life happened at that time. Um, I was 20 weeks pregnant. I didn't look like it, and I didn't know it. And there was no exam. There was no counseling. And that was 
back then the procedure for that abortion was pretty gruesome, pretty violent. And um, I was awake and I remember it. And it that procedure actually left me unable to have children after that and definitely left me mentally, spiritually, emotionally damaged for the majority of my my uh, 20s and 30s until I got counseling. Did they offer you any other options other than abortion? Absolutely not. Absolutely. Back then, that was before ultrasounds. Uh-huh. Yeah. So um, ultrasound technology was available then, but it was it, it was very new, so it would be in a small clinic. So basically, it was just, this is no big deal. It's not a life. And uh, there was nothing else to talk about. Back then, I always say I wish there were some crazy people out on the sidewalk yelling at me, telling me don't do it. I wish maybe I wouldn't have done it. But because of that, I'm very passionate about the truth about abortion being disseminated to everyone. For, because most most human beings are good, good and decent people. Yep. They just don't understand this process, what it is. They don't understand that it's a, the taking of a life, a human life, and that women aren't built to do that. I don't think men are either. They're not built to kill their babies. And there is a scar that is lasting after that. Have you met other people who've had abortions that have regretted it deeply afterward? Absolutely. I dare to say that the majority of women that I've met who want to be honest about their abortions, they... They suffer. They still suffer. Sometimes I speak all over the country and sometimes women 60, 70, 80 years old have come up to me in tears. They're still grieving an abortion that they had many, many years ago. Just as women still suffer and grieve from miscarriages. I've had uh, friends and family that have been through that tragic process as well and and they've never gotten over it. Yes. You know, Lori, this is I'm I'm running out of time, but this is something that we can't just run over short shrift. Can you stay on? Um Sure. Uh, have you stay in studio and we're we're going to cover um in the next segment uh you know, uh, w- did you hear this? It's about the news of the day. Yeah. But I'd really like you to stay if you could for another half hour and that, after that, you could we could do another segment with you. I'd be honest. Because there's just so much to talk about on this issue. And I I know that many, many people who consider themselves to be pro-life, they don't feel comfortable with certain things. Like That's right. Abort, they don't feel comfortable with uh, uh, rape and incest. And on the other side, people who consider themselves to be pro-choice, they don't feel comfortable with third trimester abortions. Yes. And so most people do respect life, don't they? They do. And they, they just need to know what the facts are. They need the facts. That's they need right. the facts. That's they need right. the truth. They need the truth. And the, the truth, truth will set them free, won't it? Amen. All right. Well, thank you. Stick around. Uh, this is Matt Salmon in from Mike Broomhead on KTAR. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show. KTAR News, 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Hi, this is Matt Salmon again in for Mike Broomhead, where you get it straight, right straight from the horse's mouth. I'm a salmon, but I guess I'm a horse today. But anyway, um, uh, we have uh, Jess Welch that's going to help me with, did you hear this? 
Did you hear this? Broomhead's reaction to the hottest news stories. It is whipping out there. All morning, we've seen miraculous wind speeds with some rain this morning. Cindy Kobold with the National Weather Service told our newsroom. A very rare event. Um, we have forecasters that have worked in this office for two or three decades um, that maybe can only pinpoint one other time that this has happened in the past. Some areas in the state saw gusts up to over 90 miles an hour. Have you seen anything like this? I haven't seen it in the last 20 years, uh, and and uh, I haven't been on the top of Mount Everest either. So, no, I haven't been able to see winds like this, but I will say it again. Those of you that are planning on travel up north, please don't. Back to you. A tethered aerostat radar system, which aids the prevention of migrant crossings at our southern border, is going away. Republican Arizona State Representative Tim Dunn told Arizona's Morning News how he feels about it. We can spend $40 billion sent over to Ukraine, but we can't make sure that we keep our assets up in the air here protecting our, our agents. Separating the asylum seekers, the ones that are crossing the border, we know they're crossing. You take this as an all-out assault. Do you agree with his sentiment? I totally agree with what Tim's saying. Tim is an outstanding member of the Yuma uh, workforce. He's uh, he's a farmer uh, there in Yuma, and he's seen some of the worst uh, migrant uh, activity uh, that we've seen in the whole country. He's seen the devastation, and I totally agree with him. We're not doing every even close to everything possible at actually enforcing the law. So this is Matt Salmon in for Mike Broomhead, and you have just listened to Did You Hear This? A lot happening today, and we're, uh, we're lucky uh, to be in such a wonderful state. Even though we're having to deal with this inclement weather today, this too will pass. That's a Bible passage. And so uh, uh, we're going to look for brighter and uh, more beautiful days ahead. Please stick with me. This is Matt Salmon, KTAR. Values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 923 FM, and the KTAR News app. All right, it's Matt Salmon in for Mike Broomhead again. I, I was so riveted at my last guest that I had to have her stay. Her name is Lori V Lori Z Gray. And I gotta tell you, um, I've listened to a lot of people opine about this issue, about uh, whether you're pro-life or pro-choice. And it's been used as a political wedge in American politics for 40 years, 50 years. And it's clear that a lot of people that stand up there say what they say because they want to get elected. And it's so refreshing to have somebody that speaks about this, that isn't talking about it in a political way. She's talking about it in a human being way. She's talking about it as somebody who has actually experienced an abortion. And when she explained to me the procedure that they put her through, I got to tell you, I just, I had to uh, bite my my lips to stop from crying. It's... 
it's so hard that so much of what is done in public policy is just about deception. It's picking really great words for things, uh, phrases for things, because you know the truth uh, isn't going to cut it. So who could be against being pro-choice, right? Pro, when you think about being pro-choice, should people have choices in life? Sure. So they pick a phrase. This is what embodies our political movement, pro-choice. Well, nothing could be further from the truth. If people aren't given all the facts and they're led into a situation where they don't know all the facts or the ramifications of well, what could happen, could and many times does happen after that procedure, then they're being they're being deceived. Lori, you you you're passionate about this issue because you've personally been through it. You were sounds like hoodwinked. I mentioned uh, earlier that there are people out there that believe it's it's just like having your appendix removed. And you said, well, Matt, that's what they actually tell you when you go in. Can you kind of go through that day? Wow. You know, it's it's been a long time and I've discussed it more times than I can count. But every now and then it, it then it still gets to you. It's to remember the deception, the lies, how I was comforted and told it's not a problem. Uh, it's a minor procedure. It's not a life. And back then, I didn't know. I had no way of knowing. There was no ultrasound. All I know is what they told me <clears throat> so that they could collect their funds and complete the task. And so... I went in nervous and concerned, and they ended up performing a procedure that left me unable to have children and took the life of my child that I didn't realize would affect me for the rest of my life. And that's why it's important to, for people like me well, everyone, really, but people like me to speak out and tell the truth, to let women know that abortion is not health care. It is not health care. It does not help women. And the many women who claim that they have no remorse and no regret, I promise you they do. There may be a few outliers that don't feel anything, but for the most part, we're not built to do that. We're not built to destroy a life in our womb. And we just want to make sure that the information gets out about the truth about abortion, about life. And so that's why tomorrow is such a big day. It's the Arizona March for Life. You know, we're in our 50 years since Roe v. Wade. And Roe was overturned. So this is our first march in Arizona since that monumentous day. And we are this year we're partnering with the National March for Life, which is very exciting. They had their march on January 20th this year in Washington, D.C. It was amazing. And we are partnering with them for our Arizona march. We're doing it on a Thursday this year, Matt, because we want to be sure that the state legislature, the pro-life legislators can participate. And it will be um, at the Wesley Bowling Memorial Plaza. Uh, 
the actually activities start at 9 a.m. The march, the march and rally start at 11. But at 9 a.m., we'll have there'll be vendors, pro-life organizations, various organizations to help women and families there having with their information. At 10 o'clock, we will have a pre-rally show uh, with praise and worship. We're, we're going to have. Uh, the uh, uh, various contests, uh, winners announced, and it's just so much. We want you to get that information and come down and be ready to march around the Capitol. We're going to march around the Capitol one time. It's going to be absolutely amazing to show our support for life and to inform the public about the truth Lori, you said something when we were off the air about your belief in humanity that most people are pretty good. They got good hearts and they want to do the right thing. Um, you can accomplish a lot more with love and uh, with uh, uh, a forgiveness, I think, than you can with hate and, and retribution, right? Yes. So we got to get back to that, don't we? As a society, Absolutely. this hate, hate talk, uh, you know, wherever, you know, you don't agree with me politically. I hate you. You're rotten. Uh, we we got to get back to uh, even, well, as Christ taught, loving our enemies, right? That's right. That's right. And the abortion, in my humble opinion, is the epitome of hate. Um, and a lot of people don't understand what that means. Um, you mentioned earlier about the pre- preamble, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And that first is being life. These are God-given rights that we're, we're endowed with from our creator. And sometimes we, because of the evil and the confusion and the greed, we forget about love. And we forget about the love of God. And it's so important that we begin to refocus on that. And I think most people, no matter what faith they are, we have a love for humanity. And there, there's forces outside of my control that try to deceive and redirect us from that. And I think we could bring an end to abortion if we continue to tell the truth and love one another, right? Well, Lori, this has been an honor and a pleasure to have you on the program. Um, You took a very, very difficult chapter in your life, painful chapter in your life, and you tried to convert it into something positive and good. And God bless you for that. Well, amen. And everyone remember tomorrow, 10 a.m. for the pre-rally, 11 a.m. for the rally and march around the Capitol to March for Life, the Arizona March for Life with hosted by the Arizona Life Coalition and the National March for Life. We hope to see you there tomorrow. Thank you, Lori. And this is Matt Salmon and for Mike Broomhead. Please stay with us. And uh, we're going to get through this uh, blustery day together. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Good morning, Arizona. This is Matt Salmon in for Mike Broomhead on KTAR. Uh, It's been really a pleasure to uh, 
be able to sub in for Mike uh, from time to time. I enjoy the opportunity of bringing uh, some of the guests in that uh, are right in the epicenter of policy, some at the state level, some at the federal level. I enjoy uh, opining a little bit sometimes about my views and and uh, uh, sometimes bringing guests in that have you take a look, a different look, maybe at a perspective uh, that you haven't seen or heard before. And uh, uh, today, uh, there's been no shortage of news. Uh, first and foremost, probably Arizona is getting some really, really tough weather. Uh, it's been horribly windy all across the state and, and uh, uh, up on uh, traveling up north to Flagstaff and up into the White Mountains. It's pretty insurmountable. It's, uh, it's not good at all. And uh, we have to be careful out there. So I hope you're, you're being safe today and, and uh, we'll get through this. Um, here's the headline. Joe may not run and top Dems are quietly preparing. So Joe Biden's closest advisors have spent months and months preparing him to formally announce his reelection campaign. But the president's still not ready to make a plunge. A sense of doubt is creeping into conversations around 2024. What if he decides not to? Well, you've got a few folks uh, on the left. Uh, Gavin Newsom, who has said uh, most recently that he's ruling it out. Uh, I don't think anybody seriously expects that uh, uh, Biden's vice president, Kamala Harris, uh, would be in the race. I think she'd get uh, trounced, not just in a primary, but especially in a general. Uh, She's been one of the most thoroughly unimpressive vice presidents I've probably seen in my whole life. And the vice president doesn't really have a lot of duties. Uh, but uh, but anyway, the the belief uh, among a lot of uh, folks in Biden's orbit is that he'll ultimately give the all clear. But when you think about it, he's 80 years old right now. And I know there's a lot of 80 year old people that have very clear minds and uh, still are very, very capable of getting out and getting the job done. But in politics, sometimes it's a little bit different. You know, Ronald Reagan got a lot of grief from the media about uh, his age. You might remember uh, when he was in the debate and he he said uh, he he was questioned by his opponent about his age and he said, well, I'm not going to let your youth and experience uh, be an issue here today. And everybody laughed and Ronald Reagan was uh, very successful at at deflecting uh, that criticism. But I remember the media being just formidable about his age. And remember, Ronald Reagan was actually 77 years old when he finished up his second term as president. We're now talking about a guy that's in the middle of his first term. He's 80 years old. He'll be 82 uh, if he uh, gets reelected. The oldest uh, living uh, president or the oldest the, the oldest age of a president in the history of the country. Donald Trump uh, was 74 at the end of his last term. And so. The only thing that's going to screw it up, you know, if, if, if Biden announces he's running again, he's, he's going to have the wind in his face on a lot of issues. The, the, you know, the fact that, uh, uh, inflation still hasn't gotten under control, uh, the fact that, uh, uh, the stock market has been so jittery and so, uh, so, horribly uh, uh, producing uh, all of these things uh, are, and and what's uh, what's the Afghanistan withdrawal I could go on and on but uh, the the border crisis he's gonna have a lot of wind in his face not to mention the age thing and so 
as I look at this, it should be a very, very good year for Republicans, as it should have been a very, very good year for Republicans in this last election. It should have been not just a red wave, but a red tsunami. Historical trends, along with uh, the fact that just about everybody you talked to felt that the country was moving in the wrong direction. Um, a political uh, environment ripe uh, for uh, the, the opposition to be successful. But it fizzled. It wasn't successful. Why? Because so many of these candidates keep looking in their rearview mirror and want to relitigate the last election, the election before that. And they don't want to talk about the things that are important to uh, general election voters who are a lot of independents, a lot of moderate uh, people on the Republican and on the Democrat side, people that swing, uh, you know, during those elections. And so my hope and desire is that uh, the Republican Party wakes up and smells the roses and actually nominates somebody that is forward-looking, that is talking about the problems of our day, things that people really care about, things that are important to you and me as, as we raise our family, as we, as we take care of our life, and, and things that really make a difference to us in our life. And and my hope is uh, that Republicans will nominate somebody. I uh, happen to be a big fan of Ron DeSantis, who is uh, the governor of Florida. I think it's time that we send somebody there that uh, uh, is rock solid on the issues but doesn't carry all the baggage. That's my opinion. So for what it's worth, it's Matt Salmon for KTAR, and I hope you'll come back tomorrow. Thank you. 